It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. morning, everyone, and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and we are a company that provides scientific-based information to our clients and our class members. My name is Cassie Wienis. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. I see clients in our brand new Maple Grove office. Mm. Do I make you jealous, Kate? Yeah. <laughs> it is a nice office. If you haven't been out to our new digs yet and you're out in that area, do stop in and say hi. I'm going to be out there later today, actually. Um, another part of my job, if some of you haven't seen me already out and about, is that I do a lot of our corporate presentations. Um, before we get into today's, to today's topic, though, the regular listeners know what's coming up next. I need to give a quick shout out to my two biggest fans listening back home. So good morning to Riley and good morning to Rissy. Today, we're going to be talking about managing your cholesterol nutritionally. So a really great topic that I know is going to speak to a lot of people. And I feel like this is a topic we can never talk too much about because there is still so much misinformation and confusion on the subject. And in studio with me today to help dissect this topic is Kate Crosby. Kate is a nutrition counselor and a nutrition educator for Nutritional Weight and Wellness. She sees clients in our Lakeville office. Now, don't you see clients? North Oaks. And North Oaks. I knew you're always running here and there. And she teaches community classes for us. She teaches corporate classes for us. Basically, she's a very busy lady. And (laughs) Kate, I bet you get a lot of questions about cholesterol when you're out, especially the community ed classes, don't you? Always. Big forum for questions. I find, yes, students ask a lot of questions, but so do my friends ask a lot of questions about cholesterol. (laughs) It's great to be here today, Cassie. Um, You know, it's sort of one of those issues that people are always concerned with. In fact, I often have clients who bring in their lab work from their doctors telling me that they've, you know, they've got high cholesterol, so they have switched. Because it's 201, right? Yes, because it's now (laughs) over over 200. Yep. Switched from eating butter to smart balance or promise. Because the doctor probably suggested. suggested it. This is a misconception for sure. Yeah. One of many, right? Yes, absolutely. Or how about when my husband went to the doctor the last time I forced him to go to the doctor was a few years ago, got his cholesterol <laughs> checked and his LDL was just a little bit high. And so the doctor said, you know, I'm not too concerned yet, but why don't you go home and start eating Cheerios? Whoops. Dead serious was Uh-oh. this doctor to eat Cheerios. Do you suppose he's getting his information from TV commercials? <laughs> yes, I don't exactly. Know. Well, it's really interesting. But really, Cassie, cholesterol is made in our liver, as you know. 70 to 80% of it is made in our liver. It doesn't come from our diet. Our right. bodies are really smart. Um, and we need to uh, think about why is our body making this cholesterol. So, um, you right. know, there is, there is there's a sense reason. God put it in us for <laughs> a reason. And I think what you said, Kate, that 75 to 80% of the cholesterol in our bloodstream is what our own body is making. Yep. That piece of information is probably new to a lot of people. 
I know when the word cholesterol is brought up, it usually has a negative association with it. And like I said, we hear it all the time, don't we? Anything over 200, 200. if somebody has like, I'm not kidding, 201, they're starting to get worked up about it and they think they're at risk for heart disease. Or I've had the clients too that come in and show me their lab work and they have a really low number. Mm-hmm. There's this misconception that the lower the better. And I've seen numbers at 140, 150, and people are smiling, thinking, thinking this it's is a good. great and that's not, not so, so great. No. no. I hear a lot of those things, but, you know, since our liver is really making the cholesterol, there's got to be an important reason. So here's one thing that cholesterol does. You need cholesterol to make all hormones. So we're talking about estrogen. You need cholesterol to make your progesterone, your testosterone. And there are a whole bunch of other hormones like adrenal hormones. That's how we get some energy. Yes, and it doesn't stop there. A lot of cholesterol is actually found in our brain, so Uh we need it for good brain function. It's used in our brain a lot for nervous system function, and it even helps our brain form memories. Yep. And think about this. Cholesterol is used in the production of all of our cell membranes. So if you visualize your cells, you know, everything is made up of cells. So your skin cells, your heart cells, your lung cells... All of those cells have this outer protective coating called a cell membrane that helps keep disease out. A large component of this membrane is cholesterol. Exactly. Cholesterol also is a precursor to vitamin D. Interesting. That's interesting. Okay. We've all heard a lot about vitamin D lately. Mm -hmm. It makes headlines all the time. Dar was just on Channel 5 or something, wasn't she? She was just interviewed oh, yes. last week about vitamin D. Yes. Channel mm-hmm. 9, sorry. You need you need the you need, you need that cholesterol to make vitamin D. Vitamin D is is really important for bone health, obviously, so you can yeah. get that calcium in your bones. Cancer prevention, blood sugar regulation, moods, I mean, and even been, heart health. Right. I mean, duh. There've been books written just uh, on, on vitamin, vitamin D. D. Lots. Yep. Yeah, and, and there are studies showing that cholesterol levels that are too low increase the risk for certain diseases like cancer. Maybe it's because if your cholesterol is too low, then when I was you're not diagnosed with D. cancer, my cholesterol was very low. Oh 160. my gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And don't we say 160 and lower, not good. Not That's good. kind of the, the breaking point. <clears throat> You know, and I, it seems like, and I know we see a certain segment of the population because of the clientele we deal with, but sure. it sure seems like to me that the trend is, let's see how low we can get that number, and the yes. lower the better. And so people are, a lot of people are on the statin medications to, clo- to lower their cholesterol, and like we said, it almost seems to be a bragging right if you get it really Absolutely. low, 150. I've even seen the one... 40s, but when cholesterol gets too low like this, the cell membranes become weak. Mm-hmm. And Kate, like you said, you had cancer with a very low cholesterol number. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always say when I'm teaching classes. That lower cholesterol, then you have a weak cell membrane and it lets disease get in. Absolutely. Cholesterol can be protective in that cell membrane. Right. Um, things start breaking down when you've got low cholesterol. Things like nerves aren't going to transmit as well. And that's when those vitamin D levels go down. Your hormones are going to be out of balance and your sex drive is going to be in the tank. 
Right, if your hormones are not where they're supposed to be. So if cholesterol is not the bad guy that we thought it was, how do you suppose it got such a bad name? Well, that's a pretty good question. You know, there are lots of different kinds of cholesterol. Um, And the kind we've been talking about that's important for brain function and for making that vitamin D is the LDL, the low-density lipoprotein. That's the one that's gotten the bad reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sometimes that it can, it's it's got the bad reputation because it's kind of can be the sticky substance that narrows the blood vessels, but it's also the one that repairs the lesions and cracks in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's really the damage that's the problem, the thing that creates those cracks, the thing that creates right. those lesions. Not the LDL that's repairing that. How many times have we explained that in the office to a client, right, as they bring in their numbers, and they just want to push that LDL lower and lower because that's sort of the school of thought, right? That's that's what they've been told. But, right, where our mind goes right away is... Why is that LDL high? What's what, it trying to do? Right. What's what's causing the damage that now we need this LDL to repair? Because think about it. If you have a high LDL, your doctor puts you on a statin medication to push that LDL down. Well, great. Now you still have something out there causing a lot of damage to your blood vessel walls. And, and no now you repair. have no repair mechanism <laughs> And no you, protection. You could really yeah. have yeah. some issues there. So, again, in, in our office, we're always trying to think, okay, so why do you have a lot of this repair mechanism? What is causing these little cracks or little lesions in your blood vessel wall that's causing that LDL to be elevated? One reason could be if you're drinking too much pop. Too yep. many sodas will mm-hmm. create those little lesions and create a lot of inflammation in those blood vessel walls eating too many cookies, especially if they're the cookies with the sugar and the trans fats, then you get a double whammy you bet. of things that harm the blood vessel walls. I think a lot of people realize smoking is not good for our cholesterol. That's because it harms those blood vessel walls. Drinking too much alcohol because mm-hmm. alcohol turns to sugar, right? Mm-hmm. That can create blood vessel damage. And another one that I think maybe there's people out there that don't realize, if you have a bad bacterial or viral infection, that goes on too long, mm-hmm. that can cause mm-hmm. the damage in your blood vessel wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. So really, the end result of all of those things that you just talked about, those sugary sodas, artificial sweeteners and diet sodas too, the trans fats, the smoking, the alcohol, all these infections, all of those conditions create inflammation. Mm-hmm. And the body tends to fix, try to fix that inflammation by producing more LDL. With the LDL, right. Repair it's sort that of... damage. Mm-hmm. So we are already to our first break. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now, before we go to break, I'd like to share some calculations from a 2011 volume of The Lancet, which is a very prestigious medical journal. In The Lancet, in this article, Dr. Wang and colleagues at Columbia University projected that in 2030, more than 50% of our adult population in this this country will be obese. Not just overweight, but obese. Now, for men and women in their 40s and 50s, approximately 60% of this age group will be obese. So people really need information on how to change their eating because this is becoming an epidemic. So make today the day that you make a change. 
Eating the Nutritional Weight and Wellness Way is a great place to start, and we'll be giving you some good examples as we go throughout the show today of good food choices. And if you have questions about cholesterol today, give us a call at the studio at 651-641-1071. A wise doctor once said, today you are you. That's truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. The doctor in question was Dr. Seuss, and I bet he would like the attitude and approach they use at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. For more than 25 years, the licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have worked one-on-one with clients. Because they know no one is youer than you, they will come up with an individualized eating plan that addresses your needs, your body, your health concerns. Because they use research-based knowledge and because they care, they can guide you to be the best, healthiest, most energetic you you can be. Come into one of their Twin Cities-based office locations for a consultation or schedule a counseling session over the phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call them at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. They will get results for you. It's true. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is now open in Maple Grove. Call them today at 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor. I'm here with Cassie Weenus, licensed dietitian. Before break, Cassie was giving us some sobering numbers that half of our population will be obese by 2030. So this is really going to impact people's health in a lot of ways. Possibly there'll be 6 to 9 million more people with diabetes, for instance. There could be 5 to 7 million more cases of heart disease and stroke. And listen to this part. Medical Medical expenses will be higher by 50 to $70 billion annually. Billion with a B. Yeah. By 2030. So today we're talking about cholesterol, some of the myths associated with high cholesterol, and how to manage it with nutrition. So give us some calls. We'd love to hear from you. And how much, you know, cheaper is it to manage it with nutrition? I would, you know, I'm sure All some people... Around. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So we were talking about LDL cholesterol and and what we were saying before break is that LDL cholesterol itself is not the problem. It's actually what is causing the damage in your blood vessel walls that then drives the LDL cholesterol to go higher that's the problem. So we have so, to figure out huh. what's causing the damage, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. one example would be if you're eating too many processed carbs, all of that sugar that the processed carbs turn into in your body, I think of them as little shards of glass going through your bloodstream, and now they're creating little nicks, Nicks. little lesions, Mm -hmm. which would then, of course, cause this LDL to go up because LDL has to go out there and repair it. So if you're eating the Cheerios for breakfast, like the doctor (laughs) told my husband to do, which, by the way, he is not doing, Um, you know, but Cheerios, Smart Starts, bagels, any of the really typical American breakfast, pancakes, waffles, yep. they all turn to a lot of sugar. Maybe that's what's driving up your LDL cholesterol or fast food, potato yep. chips, you know, those things that have a lot of trans fats in them. That will cause damage to the blood vessel walls. And again, you will overproduce this LDL cholesterol mm-hmm. because it's the repair mechanism. So all those sugary foods, which create a little inflammation, cause that LDL to to come out and try to promote healing. Right. 
But LDL also ends up creating sort of a patch on these vessel walls. And if there are other substances traveling through the bloodstream, like calcium, Mm -hmm. it can start to stick to the inside of the vessel wall. So now LDL gets the bad rap. Exactly. Not what's underneath it all. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so think about now you have some patches on your vessel walls because you've been doing some damage, and then this debris starts to accumulate because it's sticking to these little patches, and eventually you could end up with a partially blocked artery or a completely blocked blood supply to the heart muscle, and that then is a heart attack. Aha, uh-huh. so that's how LDL really gets its bad bad reputation. That was our long story long. Long, long, long. <laughs> but there's more. Um, you know, there are other cholesterol markers besides LDL. Right. Things like HDL, triglycerides. And we also at some point want to touch on some subtypes of LDL, the quote, bad cholesterol. We have a lot to talk about a today. A lot to cover yeah. here. And we do have a caller that I'd like to take here. Okay. But first, I, I have an interesting fact before we pick up this phone call. Listen up. 75% of all people who have heart attacks have healthy cholesterol numbers. What? Say that again. 75% of people who have heart attacks have healthy cholesterol numbers. Most people with poor cholesterol numbers never suffer a heart attack. So are we we missing the boat here? (laughs) Are we looking at the wrong things? So we're going to take line one. Linda, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us about cholesterol? Yes, I'd like you to address familiar hypercholesterol. I have some members in my family where their cholesterol, even though they're quite thin, their cholesterol is close to 400 or even over 400. And I did have a brother who at age 39 died of a massive heart attack. So um, what's going on with this group of people? Hmm. Wow. Great question. Um, and she hung up to listen. Do you have any thoughts on that? I'm... Well, I think first and foremost, um, it would be really important to find out something that we're going to talk about later, um, the breakdown of her, of the LDL and all of particle these. Particle size. Yeah. We need to, you really need to know what the particle size is of the quote, bad cholesterol mm-hmm. so that then you can figure out what you need to be doing diet wise. Right. You know, and I I remember a couple years ago, Dar had an expert on that had done a lot of research in the area of cholesterol. His name escapes me. But I remember him saying it was either 1% or less than 1% of all heart disease has a genetic Genetic component. component. Mm -hmm. And he also said during the show, because he got asked the question, he, he specifically stated, I do not feel anyone should ever be on a statin drug to lower cholesterol, that there's not wow. research or yeah. reasoning for that. But this this Linda poses a great question. I think um, your answer, Kate, gives her some direction. We want to know that LDL particle size. And we're going to be talking about a product called Cardioxin a little later in the show, which to me would be something that would be a must-have for somebody with this familial hypercholesterol. Mm-hmm. It was developed at the University of Minnesota, I believe, or at least based on their research. And it's really um, showing some good results in our clinical experience to help push down that sticky, small, dense LDL mm-hmm. that we're going to be talking more about. And we're going to take another well, caller. Yeah. 
Liz, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, what? I listen to you all the time. I love your program. Oh, thank you. I've, I've been doctoring for high cholesterol. I'm on uh, statins. And I've, what happens is my HDL has keeps going down. Okay. <laughs> I want to raise that. I've asked the doctor if there's anything I can do. He said no. Well, I don't oh. believe that. I believe there has to be something. Yeah. And uh, I've had uh, two uh, heart attacks with related to stress and a stroke. Okay. Um, I, I do everything to keep healthy. Uh, for bre- I went to my heart doctor the last time. He told me to go on to Cheerios and not to be drinking this um, uh, smoothie I have in the morning with yogurt and palm and, and all this high, high, high calories, he calls it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, mm. isn't it so hard when you're sitting in the middle, as you are, and you're hearing our message, and then you're hearing another message? I, I, I sympathize with you, but... Um, I believe your message. I truly do. Yeah, well, thank I, you. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Well, if, yeah. we will answer that question about how to raise HDL if you want to hang up and listen. There she. So she did. So, great question. And we're going to be talking more as the show goes on about how HDL... I always think of him as the little garbage truck driver in your blood cells, driving around, picking up the sticky cholesterol and trying to get it out of your bloodstream. So Liz was right. She She's concerned about HDL and wants to have it a little higher because hers, hers sounds like it's pretty low. Now, my first thought was I'm wondering if that statin drug is pushing it yes. down a bit. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know exactly how much progress she'll see with the HDL while on the statin drug, but... One thing that comes to my mind is exercise. That's whatever what, you can do. Yep, exercise, fish oil, fish oil, omega three fish oils at least four thousand milligrams mm-hmm. a day to raise that HDL. And I would be more concerned about some of her ratios than simply that HDL, right? To find out her risk factors, right? So keep listening, Liz, because we're going to get into an important ratio when it comes to looking at all of your cholesterol numbers as we go through the show today. Um, And then, of course, and I think Liz must be totally on board with this, but I'll mention it for all of the other listeners, get the trans fats out. Absolutely. I mean, those should not touch your lips for any of us. No. Even the American Heart Association has come out and said one gram of trans fats is too much. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Because to me, they're a very conservative entity, and they're not going to say anything unless they are really, really really sure sure this is Mm -hmm. the real Mm -hmm. real statement. So so those are some things that can help raise that HDL number. We are almost at break time, but I, you know, should we talk just a little bit more about these different components? Numbers? Yeah. Well, they're, they're... you know, there's more to the picture than just looking at your total cholesterol or your LDL period. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of times people don't even know their cholesterol numbers. Um, let us let their total cholesterol or their let breakdown. Let alone the whole breakdown, right? Yeah. Or, or I often will get the people coming in, they, they forgot their lab work at home or didn't even think to bring it, but they know their total. Yes. And they'll tell me that. And I, I just say, well, that tells Doesn't me absolutely nothing. nothing. I need to know all of them. So we want to look at LDL. We want to look at HDL. We want to look at triglycerides. And I know for some of you, this is probably sounding very overwhelming as we get in to all of these different pieces of the puzzle. But we really want you to have the most updated and researched information. And how about this? The recent research states that the actual type of LDL particle is a much more important marker of heart disease risk than just the basic ACE. LDL reading. So you want to know 
the type of LDL, and Kate was mentioning that when we answered one of the caller's questions. We're going to get more into that when we come back from break, but it is time for a little commercial break here. Before we go, I'd like to spread the word on a great summer deal we have going on at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. It's a two-for-one special on several of our classes, topics like managing your diabetes, Jumpstart Your Metabolism, Foods for Happy Focused Kids, my absolute favorite class, Mm -hmm. and many more classes. It really is a great deal. What happens is if you and a friend sign up or maybe you and a family member sign up, it's only $25 for both of you to attend. That's a steal. So if you're interested in looking at more class titles or learning more about this offer, you can go to our website at weightandwellness.com, or you can call the ladies at the office this morning at 651-699-3438. And if you want to join our conversation today on cholesterol, you can call us at the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. A wise doctor once said, today you are you. That's truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. The doctor in question was Dr. Seuss, and I bet he would like the attitude and approach they use at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. For more than 25 years, the licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have worked one-on-one with clients. Because they know no one is youer than you, they will come up with an individualized eating plan that addresses your needs, your body, your health concerns. Because they use research-based knowledge and because they care, they can guide you to be the best, healthiest, most energetic you you can be. Come into one of their Twin Cities-based office locations for a consultation or schedule a counseling session over the phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call them at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. They will get results for you. It's true. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is now open in Maple Grove. Call them today at 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about cholesterol and the importance of nutrition to maintain healthy blood vessels and a healthy heart. Yes, and you know, we were mentioning earlier, don't do the smart balance, don't do the promise, don't do the Cheerios for so breakfast. What, do you do? what are we supposed to eat, right? So I just wanted to give a couple a couple ideas. Um, one that Anna often talks about, and I always think I'm going to do, and then I never have the right ingredients. What? She will just scramble up some eggs with the broccoli slaw. And whenever I think of oh, that, yeah. I don't have the broccoli slaw in my fridge. And then she'll put a little goat cheese Num. on top. I don't think she does a lot of cow's cheese because they have a little bit of a reaction to that Mm -hmm. but you could do a little bit of that if you don't have a sensitivity so how about you scramble up a few organic eggs throw that broccoli slaw in or spinach is another good idea Um, cook that all up in a little olive oil and then that goat cheese or some other type of cheese sprinkled on top another idea that i just love is our turkey breakfast sausage recipe super simple Yes. It's it's tasty and it's super easy. It's on our website at weightandwellness.com if you want to give it a try. I love to do that. And then if I have leftover sweet potato wedges, mm, the last time I made those, I made like a triple batch. So I Always. could just eat yes. on them and eat on them and eat on them. Numb. They're so. kind of like my little cookie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the way to think of it. I love those. Well, let's go to a caller before we get back okay. into our conversation Good morning, Pat. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question about HDL? Um, No, it wasn't about HDL. It was about um, the familial hypercholesteremia. Oh. Um, My family also has this 
this condition. Uh, three out three out of five of us have it. With nor with if we're not medicated, our levels are like 550. And I also had a brother who had a heart attack at age 30, um, and had a third heart attack later that killed him. But um, I am in treatment at the university, and I, I do take statins. And my husband has low cholesterol, but he also takes statins. So I understand your your quandary about about using statins. Um, they are they are researching at the U inflammation right now, and there and there are some drugs they're looking at that target inflammation and actually bind to the inflammation to to <clears throat> to block the LDL and calcium from binding. And the other thing that some people have is a mutation. <clears throat> There's a substance created by your liver that, that actually binds to the LDL receptors on the liver and prevents the LDL from 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 docking there when the HDL is trying to take it there to be degraded. So these people have this mutation, they, and they secrete too much of this substance from the liver. It then binds to the LDL receptors and blocks the LDL from, from going there. So these people have extra LDL in their bloodstream that has nowhere to go. It doesn't matter if their mm-hmm. HDL level is high or not. It doesn't do any good. So they're still telling these people to <clears throat> to not eat a lot of saturated fat because it's just that much more in the bloodstream. But the real target will be the inflammation. Well, truly, I think that is the target. Well, and we've been talking about that, yeah, for years, that inflammation is, is at the core, but what is causing the inflammation? And you bring up some good, some very interesting points, Pat, about this whole blocking of the LDL receptors. Of the LDL receptors. Interesting. Well, and I think... You know, it, it's really important um, to your point, Pat, about the, the inflammation being sort of the cause or the the, the venue the, or the, the thing that they're looking at now, mm-hmm. because our whole emphasis is eating a diet that is anti-inflammatory and very important to that diet is to really watch and monitor the kind and amount of carbohydrates you are eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep that really low. I mean, and I think something that would be interesting to look at with w- with your in- entire family is um, triglyceride levels because less than 50 is really, especially if you have familial hypercholesterol, where you would want to be with those triglyceride levels, and that should help Mm-hmm. In a huge way, don't you think, Kate, to keep the inflammation down if Absolutely. your triglyceride numbers were that low? Because that would say that you're really eating low sugar, low mm-hmm. carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I don't think Pat's on the line anymore. But very interesting. Thank you for calling in, Pat. Some some interesting research going on at the U. Um, do we have another caller? We do. All right. Hello. Is it Laverne? Yes. Hi, Laverne. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. My question is, is you said that uh, 75% of people that have heart attacks, their uh, cholesterol is normal. Well, how does uh, cholesterol affect stroke, stroke then? I mean, do you have a higher chance of having a stroke than if you have high cholesterol or what? Mm. It, it may be very similar that, that really the stroke or heart disease or even, I know in the yeah. Framingham's health study, the, the, the amount of deaths 
from, from heart attack and, and, stroke. and stroke. Really, the people had very little cholesterol. I, I don't remember the statistics right off the bat. but mm-hmm. um, I have another question for you. Sure. You know, you're talking about, uh, oh, what, what did you say? Something about, uh, you know, uh, to get the uh, bad stuff out of your body, the, uh, the stress and, and all that kind of stuff. What about a taxifen? What is that? I don't Can know. You, what, I'm not familiar with what that is. Is that a medication? Oh, okay. Well, no, it's, a it's uh, higher than vitamin C, and it's supposed to uh, help you with... Uh, it's an antioxidant? Uh, yeah, it's a very high antioxidant. With a lot of vitamin C in it? Yes. Well, no, no, it doesn't have a lot of vitamin C in it. Oh. It's supposed to be higher than vitamin C. In, in its antioxidant in, qualities, maybe? Okay. Yes. Um, I've never heard of that. Is that an over-the-counter thing, or is that... No, I've ordered it off of the Internet. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly antioxidants are wonderful. They help sort of scavenge up those damaging things that might be attacking your blood vessel walls, and a stroke is created mm-hmm. from from that damage or sometimes mm-hmm. from a breakage because you've had so much damage. So to me... Getting enough antioxidants makes a lot of sense. I'm not familiar with this product. I would really caution you to be sure that it's a pharmaceutical-grade product, meaning the FDA has to come in two times a year if it's a pharmaceutical-grade product and audit that company and make sure you know it is what it says it is, it's free of impurities, that it actually can break down and get absorbed in your system. So, But absolutely, antioxidants are important. Okay. Great questions. Awesome. Hard questions. I'm yeah. thinking to myself, I'm glad this isn't my very first day ever doing radio because, <laughs> you'd go, whoa, home. these people, I, yeah, I, I may never have come back here. You know, Cassie, we were talking about LDL particles. Yes, <clears throat> right. And that there are different sized particles. So there are some that are very small and dense. I've heard Dar, I think it's Dar that'll call them like BBs. You know, yes. like think of little BBs, BBs. in your blood vessel walls. Um, they're atherogenic. That simply means those are the ones that, that contribute to the hardening of the arteries. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying, these small, dense LDL are more likely to cause the arteries to really narrow down, which pe- put people at risk then for a heart attack. Yep, that's so it. The bad ones are the small, dense LDL. And those usually come from eating a lot of those... Right. Soda, alcohol, trans fats. Yeah, exactly. But there's another kind of LDL, just the opposite kind, large, light, fluffy. These are the good guys. Um, Very protective. They're, They're making vitamin D, making hormones, making cell membranes and healthy, healthy brain cells, allowing you to to communicate your brain. So chemicals communicate. So there is a good LDL. LDL isn't always the bad guy. And that's right? the importance here. That's that's what we want to remember. And according to Dr. William Davis, he's the cardiologist that wrote that book, The Wheat Belly. He was on Dishing Up Nutrition in May. Mm-hmm. Some of you may have heard him. He states that the small LDL particles are a common cause of heart disease. And in his experience as a cardiologist with thousands of patients with heart disease, he says nearly 90% of these people with heart disease have the small 
LDL pattern. And we're going to be talking more about that when we come back from break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. The information we're sharing with you today is probably new for a lot of you, especially if you've been told to eat low fat, low cholesterol, and avoid saturated fats to achieve healthy cholesterol numbers. But you know what? We've been counseling people to eat real foods for many years now. So we have our clients eat organic butter, eat the eggs, even good quality grass-fed beef, and our clients have amazing results when they do that as well as reduce their processed carbohydrates. So there's something to think about, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby here with Cassie Wienis. We're talking about cholesterol. Uh, I would like to bring to everyone's attention a simple blood test that people can have to determine whether or not they have chronic inflammation in their body. It's called C-reactive protein, sometimes referred to as CRP. Um, it's just used as a general uh, marker of inflammation. Generally speaking, a CRP score of under 1 really means that you're at low risk for cardiovascular disease. Um, if your score is between 1 and 3, you're, that's kind of an intermediate risk, and above three is really considered a high risk. It's an important mm-hmm. test to have done to look at your whole, whole all risk your, factors your here. Because inflammation is the underlying factor in a lot of disease, not, not just, just heart, heart disease. disease. So, it, yeah, it is a good thing to know that CRP number. Um, you know, Kate and I were talking during break here. We sort of had a, a little light bulb come on in our head. We've had two calls this morning about familial hypercholesterol. You know, and the one lady mentioned people are running in the 400s for total cholesterol. The other lady quoted a number of 500 for total cholesterol and people having heart attacks at a young age. And and Kate reminded me that homocysteine is sometimes a factor when we see this running theme in families with these really high cholesterol numbers. So... Just speaking especially to those people that called in earlier today about familial hypercholesterol, get your homocysteine checked if you haven't already. At our office, we always say under Mm 8 is best. Um, Just in a nutshell, homocysteine is a byproduct of animal proteins. Now, in most people, you'll break your protein down to homocysteine, and then you'll continue to break it down into even smaller components. But some people lack the enzyme to continue that breakdown, and that's the theme that can kind of run in families. You know, if your dad didn't have the enzyme, you may not have gotten it Mm -hmm. passed on to you, and you have that same genetic makeup where you don't have the enzyme that breaks down homocysteine, and that homocysteine then can create a lot of problems. Um, So... do those makes those nicks and and then your LDL goes up. And then your LDL goes sky high. So one of the neat things that, that... we know about homocysteine is you can correct it mm-hmm. with a supplement. Your body simply needs more B6, B12, and folic acid. We have an amazing supplement called Cardio B that brings homocysteine into that good range. Mm-hmm. I've even heard it should be as low as 7 these days. Really? So, Isn't that interesting? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of doctor's offices, are they have a higher threshold, and, yeah. and that's Ele- not... 11 That's sometimes. what I've seen, mm-hmm. and that's not going to be good for your cholesterol numbers or for your heart health. health. So, yes. Okay. Well, let's, um, you know, I want to repeat what I said before break. Mm -hmm. And, and I was quoting something from Dr. William Davis who wrote wheat belly. 
In his experience with thousands of patients with heart disease, he says nearly 90% of them have the small, dense-sized LDL. Aha. So I think it's probably important to look at, well, what foods create the small, dense, you know, or Mm -hmm. pattern B, I guess it's sometimes called. It's those processed carbs, especially the sugar and alcohol, trans fats, and you know, even other refined or processed oils are going to create those small, dense, quote, bad LDL. Right. Things like too much bread, yep. too many crackers, pasta, yep. that cold cereal like we talked about before, muffins, potato chips. I mean, American eating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This, all these mm-hmm. things turn to a lot of sugar, and that's what can drive up those small, dense LDL. Trans fats are another bad ingredient that can drive up the small, dense LDL, and those you'll find in some of the potato chips, the muffins, crackers. Certainly, if you're going through the drive through on a regular basis, you'll get a hefty dose <laughs> yes, you of will. those bad fats from the, both the burger and the fries. Yeah. So how do we get better numbers? Well, you know, saturated fats can be part of your diet. And remember, you know, those large, light, fluffy LDL, they do not have an effect on heart disease risk. Um, There are huge misconceptions out there that foods with saturated fat and cholesterol cause heart disease. Right. But the saturated fats like we find in the butter, especially organic butter, unrefined coconut oil, full fat dairy products, beef, these fats are good fats. But we know they've been villainized since about the 1950s when it comes to heart health. It's not true. You know, and if if you have trouble wrapping your head around this, I think a good book to check out from the library is Good Calories, Bad Calories by Gary Tobbs, because he will dispel this misconception with a lot of research. Now, you want to get the high quality animal products. Yes. So Mm -hmm. when we're talking about the full fat dairy, buy organic, the organic butter. I don't think you need to buy organic everything if you can't afford it to be healthy. But when it comes to these fuller fat products, that's when organic can really matter. And grass-fed beef is is a really good choice if you have heart health concerns because it has a lot of omega-3 fats in it. Absolutely. Um, other healthy fats that are going to improve that LDL to make it more the fluffy kind, things like avocados, one of my favorites, olive oil, nuts, nut yes. butters. But, you know, Cassie, there's another myth, myth about um, people with heart disease that they need to avoid all fats. And like many doctors that we've been hearing about on the show today um, from our callers, mm-hmm. encourage their, their patients to eat a low-fat diet for heart health and good cholesterol. This is a myth. Because what happens, I mean, if you go low-fat, you inevitably go higher-carb. The carbs turn to there sugar. You go. The sugar in your bloodstream is what turns on the enzymes in your liver yep. that make your cholesterol. So there your cholesterol goes up, and then you're back at the doctor's office saying, I tried the low-fat diet. I just, it doesn't work for yes. my body. Yep. And I'm, I'm gaining weight, and, drug. and yeah. I've got a higher cholesterol number. Yeah, so yep. low-fat is not the way to go. Um, Kate, before we move on to talking about mm-hmm. HDL and triglycerides, can you tell listeners how they can determine whether or not they have this small, dense LDL or if they have the large, fluffy LDL? Well, it's not a standard test. You really need to ask for it, and many doctors are not familiar with it. Um, it's it's called a VAP test. The breakdown of the particles um, yep. is, is going to be determined there. It will determine whether the particles are 
a pattern A, the fluffy kind, or a pattern B, the dense, bad kind. Um, it's a much more detailed test than our standard labs. And and you can press and press, and you will finally, your doctors and will you find it. And you did this, didn't I you? Did For it. sake of time, I'm going to have you yeah, Yes, absolutely. I had extremely high. I do have high cholesterol, but it's mm-hmm. all the good cholesterol it's that I have. It's the light, fluffy LDL. Yes. yes. Didn't you say you had an LDL of 170? 170. You know, that would send people... Running for edge. a statin drug. <laughs> for those statins. But all my LDL is the light fluffy kind, the pattern A. That's very healthful. I'm so. just going to call you Fluffy from fluffy. now on. Yes, fluffy. Oh, that would be your me. new name. Yes. So, yeah. So if, if your cholesterol numbers look a little concerning to you, ask for, like you said, is it the VAP test? What, what I usually tell my clients is ask for the LDL particle size. Yes. You know, and, and doctors. I've used that. Yeah, too. some will know yep. about it, but if not, they can do a little further digging. You know, and I want to mention before we run up against the clock, the cardiooxin, because we did mm-hmm. mention to one caller um, that maybe cardiooxin was something to consider. I think that's when we were talking about familiar familial hypercholesterol. Yes. So this is a product we've seen some good success with in clinical experience, and it is sort of a combination of niacin and some, is it phytosterols? Phytosterols. Mm-hmm. Grab onto cholesterol and sort of remove it from your system. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've all heard of niacin being helpful before. So it, it's something to consider. Mm-hmm. If if you're doing the nutritional weight and wellness way, you're eating real food in balance and not seeing a difference, maybe you want to try some of this cardiooxin. There's the music. Thanks for listening. <laughs> The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.